but I'm going to talk to you about, about working it out. Now, what does that mean? I have several things that the staff and the young people around me, they make fun of me. They do. They make fun of me all the time for many reasons, but they make fun of me because I, I have these sayings that I say all the time. If you've ever gotten a text from me, I text you, I tell you what I have to say, and then I say, as always, no pressure. I always end my text with no pressure because I want you to know that there's no pressure. We might be making plans. I may be asking something, but there's no pressure. I say that because I'm trying to be courteous. I'm trying to give you an out. I also say that for my benefit. I say that because I'm not going to put pressure on you, but I'm not going to take on your pressure either. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, it works for me because I like to be preventive. I always say, and you know, pastor and Pastor Caleb and this stuff makes fun of me because I always say the alternative is not an option. Like I say next week, like I've already decided next week, coming up, starting tomorrow, well, it starts today, but you know, today's like fun day. Today's awesome because it's Sunday. I'm here. I'm with you. My faith is strong. It's amazing. Monday, I got to gear up for Monday. Maybe not you. Anybody has to gear up for Monday? Okay, same. Okay, just want to make sure we're on the same page. So I've already decided it's going to be a great week. The alternative is not an option. That helps me because when I start to go funky in my attitude, anybody else's attitude goes funky every now and then? Okay, same here. God is doing a work, but it's a slow one in this particular area of my life. So it starts to get funky. Then when I say the alternative is not an option, I've already decided. So because there's not an option, there's no option but to straighten up. Does that make sense? And when people ask me, how are you doing? I would say, I'm working it out. I'm not trying to be vague. I'm not trying to be mysterious and secretive. I'm just working it out because there's no option. I'm going to work it out because I have been living this life enough to know that quitting is not an option for me. I've tried that. You know, has anybody else tried to quit and you quit and then like, all you got was like a mess just piled up and up and up and up. And then there's a mess and there's nobody to clean it. Right? There's no option. Keep going. I may slow down, but I'm going to work it out. I may have to pick up the pace a little bit later. I may have to sit for a minute, but I'm going to work it out. I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep going. So I'm talking to you this morning. I just want to try to help you with that. That continues to help me. I've not graduated on this. I don't have it all together. But I think that this helps me on a daily basis. And I think that it can help you. And because... You're supposed to give what you like. You know, that's the problem with regifting gifts. That you're gifting something that somebody gifted you, you don't like it, and then you regift it. Well, yes, I see how that could work for you, but then people don't think you have good taste. <laughs> see? Think about it. But anyone feeling stress this morning? Anybody stressed? Anybody with me feeling stressed? Maybe not at this particular moment, but in this season of your life. Anybody experiencing some stress, some pressure? It can be in your marriage. It can be in your finances. It can be just life. It can be your kids. You know what I mean? That they look like you, but they're just not gotten it together yet. And they, you know, they think they know everything. You know, like, like we were when we were like teenagers. They're just like us, smarter, just like us. So... The thing about feeling stress in this season, if you are, is that this is probably not the first time that you have felt stressed. This is not the first time that you felt pressure. 
We've all been here before. Because it doesn't matter how long you've been. I don't care if you're young, if you're old. Stress is coming. Trials are coming. Difficult times are coming. I'm not being a pessimist and being a realist. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that even God tells us in his word that hard times are coming. But don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. I got you. That's what the Bible says. You got to read it. It's, it's amazing. So it doesn't matter if you're white. Stress is coming. If you're black, stress is coming. If you're brown or beige, (laughs) well, you know, I'm a little jaundiced, so I'm like on a beige side. So, yeah, I just did. I just enjoyed that for a minute. Thank you. Okay, so if you're brown or beige, for sure, stress is coming. It's just, it doesn't, it has no prejudice. It's going to come to all of us. So now, if you were not stressed before, how many of you are stressed now that I told you stress is guaranteed to come? I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to help you. I promise. This is a good message. You see, what is interesting to me is that there's people that pay money to add stress to their life. There's people that pay money to add pressure to their life. I mean, they pay good money, hard-earned money. Every month they pay it over and over to add pressure. Your pastor, my husband, Scott Thomas, he's one of these people. I'm telling his business, I have the microphone, and he's not here. So it's a free-for-all people. He's one of these people that pays to ask stress. He has raised our son, so now our son is paying money to add stress to his life through a membership. It's called a gym membership. I don't know if you've ever visited those places. They give you a pass and you could go for free. Because um, I've gone for free. I don't pay a monthly to add stress to my life. I don't know. But they do. They add stress. Have you ever been in there? Everybody in there is stressed out. They're sweating, can't breathe. You know, my lighter people, they're all kinds of red and pink and all kinds of shades. My darker people are glistening. People can barely walk, and when they walk, they're like, like rocking side to side. It's like something's wrong with their arms. They're splitting the room. Put them down. Put them down. It is, it is a stressful place. But tomorrow, all those people, tomorrow, they're going to be stronger. See, they are enduring that pressure today, but tomorrow, they're going to be stronger. Yeah. Now, not everybody in that, in that building, in that room, is going to be strong tomorrow. Because there are some people, I don't know if you've seen that, I don't know if you've been there. But there are some people that go and they look the part. They are dressed to the nine. I mean, they mask, the headband, the wristbands, the thing. I mean, they got a thing, a belt, everything matches. But they're just walking around. Oh, you've seen them too? Yes. I can neither confirm nor deny that I have may have been a part of that group when I visited this place. But they're not engaged. They're not applying pressure. They are walking away from the pressure. So tomorrow they won't be any stronger. That is the same way in our spiritual life. It's the same concept. 
just because we say we are Christ followers doesn't mean that we're growing in our faith. Just because we walk into the building doesn't mean that we are connecting and worshiping. And I don't want us to waste our time. I, I just don't. I'm a very practical person. I'm a very practical person. When I'm working, I'm working. When I'm resting, I'm resting. I like my lanes. I'm a simple person. I'm smart. I'm not saying I'm dumb because I'm not dumb. I speak two languages. Just in case you didn't notice. <clears throat> my very cute accent. Yes. So I'm not dumb. I'm, I just like simple. I like simple lines. I like everything has its place. I don't want any clutter. I like simple. That's how I live my life. So I'm going to talk to you very simply. But I think if you, if you give me an opportunity and you hear what I'm saying and you apply it, because it's not that I'm so great. It's because I'm going to tell you what this book says. I'm going to say it to you very simply because it's the only way I can understand it. Because, again, I'm a simple person. We all have been through pressure. We've all been through pressure. We've all been stressed. Right? I know that I have. I've been alive for decades. How many? It's irrelevant. But I've been alive for many decades. And this is not the first time that I've been in a stressful, difficult situation where I feel pressured. I can look back at my life. And I can tell you of times you have witnessed me go through very stressful times and very difficult situations. And on the other side, I can tell you now as I look back to my life that I wouldn't trade it because I have I've had a reward for that. I've, I'm stronger. My faith is stronger. My relationship with God is deeper. My relationship with my husband, with my family, with my friends is deeper. So I wouldn't trade it. It worked out for me. I worked it out. How come is it that if I know that, and I know I'm not the only one. I know you, anybody here can say, I've gone through stuff, but now looking back, I didn't like it, but I wouldn't trade it. Because it grew me. It took that for me to get it together, Right? How come is it that we've gone through that and now that we're going through something, we don't think the same way that he worked it out then, and by he I mean God, worked it out for me then, my faith got, my faith got me through. How come is it that I don't stand boldly in the middle of this season of stress and say, it's going to be okay, I'm going to work it out? How come is it? Because I know I'm not the only one. It's a human thing. It's not that we don't have any faith. It's not that we don't want to believe God. We know we need to believe God. We believe that God is good. It's just in the moment with all of the emotions and all of the stress. Stress is an outside source applying pressure on you. So it's not that it's happening here. It's coming at you. And it's coming at you. It's an outside source. So I want us to get to the place that when we feel that pressure and we are in that stressful situation, regardless if it's today, tomorrow, in six months, that we say, you know what? I'm going to work it out. And when people say, what's happening? You know what? I'm working it out. I'm working it out. Now, that doesn't mean that we love it and everything is great, but we're going to work it out because quitting is not an option. Because not engaging in this pressure is not an option. Because we know that as Christ followers, God is ordering our steps. So that if I'm here in this moment, that means I can handle this pressure because God will never lead me to a place that I can't handle. The, see, the thing is that we get nervous because it's like, no, you say that, but I'm telling you, I can't handle it. No, but I, 
listen, God tells you that you can handle it. No, but you're just, this is too heavy. I know me. I can't handle it. Have you been there? Because I know that's where I find myself every time. Because every time it seems like it's even like harder. Like I used to say back in my youth when I was ignorant, I used to say, I've gone through so much. What else can happen to me? Nothing else can happen to me. You know, I've been through everything. Well, that was the stupidest thing I ever said. Because every trial, every situation gets bigger because I get stronger. It's like when they go to this place called the gym. They may start with like 10 pounds and then 20, and then they go to 50. Is that a lot to do this? Okay, okay, that, that means no because it's going. So that means no. So they go to 300. Is there a thing? No, that's not. Whatever. You grow. You grow. That, that's the goal. The goal is not to go on the first day. That's why I don't go. Because I want to go on the first day and I see Miss Thing over there looking fabulous and super strong and, you know, them arms that just envy rises up inside of me. And on the first day, I want to do enough that when I leave, I look like that. <laughs> you too. And then I, like, overdo it. And I'm, oh, I can do it. I can. Now I've not been like in two years. Whoa, look at that. And then I don't go for another two years because then it's like I can't do anything. <laughs> oh, I can't handle it. But I got good news for you because 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, this is Jesus talking. My gift of undeserved grace is all you need. He's talking to you and I. He says, my power is stronger when you are weak. My power is stronger in you when you are weak. So don't be embarrassed to say, I can't handle it. Don't be embarrassed to say the pressure is a lot. Because he says, so if Christ keeps giving me his power, I will gladly brag about how weak I am. I'm not putting myself down. I just know that when I come to the end of myself, God makes up the difference. When I come to the end of myself, God is going to come in. Romans 5, 3, and 4 says, we brag. This is the Apostle Paul. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a snake. He was put in prison. I mean, he was, the man went through it. He says, I, we brag about our suffering. Well, I don't know, but I kind of, I don't know about you. I don't mean to hide it, but I don't like to tell people when I'm struggling. Because this idea that we have to be strong and have it all together, that's killing us people. Because we all know, we're all humans. We, none of us have it together. None of us have it together. Look to your neighbor and say, I see you. You don't have it together. You're cute, but you don't have it together. Respectfully to your neighbor if it's, you know what I'm saying, we don't want any situation. They said we brag about our suffering because we know that suffering creates endurance. Endurance creates character, and character creates confidence. Confidence. Confidence not to be like, yes, I'm awesome. Confidence for the future. Confidence for the future trial that you're going to encounter. Confidence for the next stressful situation. Confidence for the next pressure that is coming against your marriage. Confidence for the next thing that is coming against your kids. Confidence for the next thing that is going to rob you of your finances. Confidence that the same God that saw you through is going to see you through again, and your faith is going to get stronger and deeper. 
Each situation makes our faith stronger. We, this is how we grow in God. How are you going to grow in your relationship with your husband, with your friends? How do you grow in relationship? You go through stuff. The reason you know your best friends are your best friends is because you went through stuff and all the friends left and they stayed. That's how you know. How do you know somebody's loyal? How do you know that somebody's faithful? Because there was opportunity for them to go and they didn't. That's why when people have been married for a long time, we've only been married 27 years. We're coming. We're coming right after you. We're coming out. We're coming right behind you. But our relationship is better now than it was when we first got married and I had butterflies. Now, when he walks, when my husband walks into the room, he still takes my breath away. Don't tell him I said that. I'll deny it. But he does. But I don't have the butterflies. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing life for 27 years. But our relationship is better than it's ever been. It gets better because we get to know each other more. Because we've been through stuff and he didn't walk away. Because we've been through stuff and I chose to stay. Because we've been through stuff and we did it together. That is a, we are building a relationship with our Heavenly Father, with our Savior, with Jesus Christ. So everything that we go through makes us stronger. We just need to change our mind and the way we see pressure. Now, I'm going to do a sidebar here. Can we do sidebar? Everybody say sidebar. Sidebar. I don't know exactly what that means. The lawyers, I watch lawyers shows and they do that. And I usually think it's because they're talking about something that had nothing to do with what they were talking about. So this is what I'm going to do, a sidebar. because I'm going to, I, just, I just want to do a commercial right here. I have heard, this is in my heart. It's in my heart and it's heavy in my heart. And I want to talk to all the parents and the parents-to-be. I hear all the time, I don't want to put pressure on my kids to go to church. I don't want to put pressure on my kids to go to church. Let me help you with something. We put pressure on our kids to go to school. We put pressure on our kids to make good grades in school. We put pressure on our kids on sports. Boy, do we put pressure on our kids on sports. We put pressure on our kids to take a shower, brush their teeth at least once a day, people. Put that, apply that pressure. Heavy that pressure. We put pressure. Why would we not put pressure in the one area that affects everything, the most essential area of their lives? I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about, what I'm talking about is we're calling it pressure. That is not pressure. That's us doing our job. That is us teaching, guiding, directing. The Bible says in Proverbs, direct a child. That means take him and put him in the path that he should go. And when he's older, he will not depart. I get it. Kids grow. They're like you and I. They have a free will. They become adults. What they do, that's between them and God. But at least you and I will have in our hearts, we will know we did everything we could to give him the best chances. Stop apologizing for doing things that will advance your children. Stop apologizing for being a loving parent, a responsible parent. In Jesus' name. End of the sidebar. Okay, I'm going to go back. I just, that's not pressure. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about pressure, outside source, coming to weigh on you. We need to freshen up. I need some help. I need some help because I'm a visual person. I'm a simple person. I'm a visual person. I need some help. So let's, let's pretend that this board, this is our life. 
This is our life. And then pressure is going to come with these weights. I, w- I could do this, but, you know, I wanted them to use their muscles for Jesus. But I could totally do it. But do something for the kingdom. So this is like the job and finances and a spouse. And then pressure comes. And it continues to pile because it's never just one thing. It continues to pile on. Come on, keep it coming. Keep it coming. So this is your life. And, you, and you're taking it all. And you take Does any, you can leave it right there for effect, yes. Very dramatic. Does anybody feel like that bored? Anybody? I know. I know. Because that is exactly what happens when pressure comes. Because it's not one thing. One thing, we could handle one thing. But it's never one thing. The enemy doesn't play fair. He's not a catch and release kind of a guy. He's a catch and fry you in the pan kind of a guy. You know what I'm saying? That's why we need to prepare ourselves. So let me give you three things, simple things that can help you when you find yourself in this situation before everything breaks. Before everything breaks. I think these three things can help you. Number one, you need to lighten up. Lighten up. You need to lighten up the, the load. You need to drop some weight. Yes, I said it. You need to drop some weight. You need to drop the weight of the past. Everything you did, what you didn't do, all of the frustrations, the reputation, what they, they, you don't know, they know that side of me. You need to drop all of that because the Bible says in Hebrews 8, 12, and this is God speaking, for I, God, will forgive their wrongdoings and I will never again remember their sins. God says he will never remember. So every time you're talking about your sins, God is going, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? God says he will never, God. So you need to drop that weight. Don't carry, that is an unnecessary weight. Get off the, there's some ways that you cannot drop. Don't go home and say, Pastor Cindy said I needed to lighten up my load. So spouse, see you, bye. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what Pastor Cindy is saying. Stay with me. Surrender what you can. Surrender what you can. There's some situations that are not for you and I to carry. So there's some situations that are totally outside of your control. Make sure you give God control. People say God is in control. Really? Is he? Did you give it to him? Because if you didn't give it to him, he's not in control. I, I remind myself of that daily. I'm like, God, I know you're going to work it out. It's like, wait a minute. Did I give it to you? Well, let me make sure I give it to you and let me take my hands off. Because you, you know when somebody tells you to do something, but then they're doing it, but they told you to do it, and then it doesn't come out right, and they say, well, she did it. It's like, yeah, no, you did it. I was trying to do it and help you, right? Well, don't do that to God. Lighten up the load. Surrender what you can. Do what you can, though. Do everything that you can do. God honors our efforts. God doesn't wait his supernatural power. If, if a human can do it, God is not going to do it. He only does supernatural things. He's a supernatural God. But do what you can. Release that emotional stress. Lighten up the load. Release that emotional stress that we walk around. What are they going to do? And what are they going to say? And how are they going to think about it? There's nothing you can do about it. Don't stress emotionally. What is going to happen in the government? What is going to happen with the economy? What is going to happen with my kids? There are those. They're marrying the wrong person. Thank God that was not me. Let me just take a moment to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That could have been me. 
I'm grateful. There's other pressures. But release that emotional stress. Now, do what you can. Vote. Uh, get involved. Make wise investment. Be informed. Educate yourself. But then release it. Don't carry that weight. It doesn't belong to you. Discern the seasons of your life. Discern the season. Is this the right time to take on PTA? Is that what it's called? The parent, teacher, person? I mean, be involved in your kid's life. But is this the right time to be the parent, the parent in the school? I never did it. Can you tell? Like, whatever. <laughs> the person that emails everybody, we love you. Thank you for keeping us informed. But the per is this the right time to have, like, six sports for all four children? You know what I mean? Can we do maybe one sport per child? I don't know. Discern your season. I'm not going to tell you. I only have one kid. I was, I was so busy with one kid. I don't know how y'all do it. I pray for you. Discern the season. Is this the right time for you to start your business while you have the job? It might be if you don't spend four hours on Netflix binge watching something. I mean, four hours a night. I mean, just think about it. Just from seven to 11, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Sitting in front of the TV, you could be making money. Discern the seasons of your life. They change. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for every season. But every season must be a productive season. Even the seasons of rest are productive seasons. Every season is productive. Okay, so don't take what, what doesn't belong to you. You know, this one... I love, I have to tell this to myself all the time because there's always a need in my world, in what I do, there's always a need and the need is always great. Is it like that in your world? Somebody always needs something big, important. Philippians 4:19 says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So it's the same God that supplies for me is going to supply for you. So I don't have to carry your load. It is not mine to carry. I will pray for you. I will support you. I will encourage you. But I don't, I'm giving you permission to drop some weight today, lighten up the load. We see this Moses and his father-in-law. You know, Moses was the one that's like, Moses. You know what I mean? And he's, you know, like God talked talk to him with a firing bush. I mean, I, you know, I think about those things. What would I have done if a bush was on fire talking to me? You know, I love that God knows what speaks to us. Because that would not have spoken to me. I would have been like, done. You know what I mean? Out. In heaven. But Moses, he convinced a, a whole nation to follow him out of Egypt into a place that he had never been to, in a route that he had never driven. And then they get lost for 40 years, hundreds of thousands, some scholars says into the millions of people, wives, husbands, teenagers, toddlers, everybody in the desert. And he was stressed out. Moses was so stressed out. And his father-in-law comes in. He says, Moses, you can't do everything. You can't do everything. You have to learn to delegate. You have to call all the leaders around you to help you carry the load, which leads me into my next point. Number one, you're going to lighten the load. Number two, you got to layer up. Everybody say layer up. Layer up. Layer up. You got to bring people, the right people around you. We tell you this all the time, and we're not going to stop because it makes all of the difference. I'm going to need some help again. The reason that my husband, Caleb, many of you 
go to this place called the gym is because of the environment, because everybody there is it, different to, they tell me, I don't, I don't do it, but they tell me that it's different to, to work out in the gym than it is to work out at home. I wouldn't know, but I believe my husband, he's, you know, he's a man of his word. So it's different, that environment, you gotta layer up. So let's say these are four boards. That was just one board. Remember that it broke? These are all the weights that broke that first board. When you layer up, you can handle more. You can, if you can handle more, that means you're going to get stronger. That means you keep growing. Layering up is important. Life alone, layering up. Life alone, layering up. We got to layer up. People around us, that is important. The Bible says how wonderful it is, Psalms 133, how wonderful, how pleasant it is for God's people to live together in harmony. Harmony is one thing that you cannot do alone. You need all the people. You need all the people. You need, we were not created to do life alone. Here, right here, you are here this morning. Good for you. You are layering up right now. You're showing up. It doesn't take much. It does, it, I'm not telling you to, you know, get off your seat and go into an intimate relationship with somebody that is sitting three rows back from you. That's not what I'm saying. Just showing up in the place layers you up. That's why we do Connect Four, four-step program for you to get to know more about the church, so for you to come in and get connected. It's not because we need anything from you. We're giving you opportunity to connect with other people that are like, they're like you. They're going in the same direction as you. We, have, we will have life groups in the fall in Jesus' name because everything is calming down. And we will have life groups. People come together with the same interests in doing Bible studies, cooking, eating, watching a football game, whatever that is, they get connected, they go even more intimate. Then we have now Activate. Activate is that next level leadership class. We just graduated the first class and it is the most beautiful thing to watch. People that have been, okay, some of them are here. People that have been coming to this church for years and years, now they're friends with people that they didn't even know and they've all been coming to this church for years and years. We're layering up. It's like when Scott and Caleb go to the gym and they, they grunt at other people that are there doing the same thing they're doing. You know, it's like, it's like they have their own language. You know what I'm saying? And they're just kind of like do this and then they get on this bench, wipe it first. This is again another, just a PSA, you know, just wipe it. Not because of COVID, just because it's gross. But, um, but they, get, they get down and then somebody comes, some guy that didn't come with them, somebody that is working out. They leave what they're doing. They come and they stand behind them. That's how it goes, right? I've seen it just a couple of times. But I'm sure I could do it. I just, you know, haven't been. But the guy comes in the back. So Pastor Scott is down here. And then they start going, you know, like there's a bar and those round things called weights. And then they push it, and then they add more, you know, when they push it, they push it. And immediately, this person, an acquaintance, maybe a stranger, becomes an instant coach, an instant encourager. And they're like, come on, baby, come on. They call each other baby and everything. Come on, baby, you got one more. You got one more in you. Come on, you can do it. I got you. I got you. I mean, it is, like, remarkable. You should, you should go today. You should go today or tomorrow, this week. 
Go this week and just watch. It is like a completely different. It's like going to Epcot. I'm telling you, it is amazing. But I'm telling you, they immediately, they get motivation, they get encouragement, they get assistance. And then the most remarkable thing happens. At the end, when they're like, and they, they do it, then the guy that is standing in the back takes the whole thing, all of the weight, all of it. He takes that all, releases, relieves all of the pressure, takes it on himself, and then puts it safely in this rack. It is the most remarkable thing. Now, I've seen other guys that try to do it by themselves, and everybody's always nervous because they want to do it by themselves. And you want to do that by yourself, you can. But the chances of you being hurt and getting injured are so high. Why? And you don't get to enjoy it. You are forfeiting an incredible coach. So who's your spotter in life? Who's spotting you in life? Because that's what they call it, right? So I need somebody to spot me. Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, I was there one time. They were like, I, I mean, I can't, even, I can't even do the bar. But I'm just, that's why I don't go because I want to be able to do the whole thing. So we need to get our life spotters in life. You know what I'm saying? We got to be intentional. It is, listen, we're all going to fall down. But it is harder to quit and stay down when you're layered up. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, Two people are better than one. They can help each other succeed. This is why I want to draw your attention. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. When you have somebody else, they will encourage you to get up. They will help you get up. Does that make sense? We have to layer up. And lastly, we got to lather up. We got to lighten up, we got to layer up, and we got to lather up. You know, when they want to make wood flexible, they soak it in oil and water. I have some pictures here that they're going to put. That is what happens to wood when you soak it in oil and water. Isn't that remarkable? Something that is so stiff that won't get because some situations in life require us to be flexible. If you're not flexible, you will snap. You see, when you put something in a sponge, when you put something in a sponge and you squeeze it, you put water in a sponge and you put pressure on it, what was inside that sponge is gonna come out. Because that's what pressure does. It comes in to reveal what's on the inside. We have to make sure that we're soaking on the right thing. What is it that we need to soak about? What is it that we need to soak in? Throughout the Bible, oil represents the presence of God. Water represents the principles of God. So you and I, as we lighten the load and as we layer up with the right people around us, we have to lather up our life in the presence of God with the principles of God. We got to soak it in. The presence of God, the Holy Spirit, brings peace to our life. Romans 8, 6 says, So letting sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit, the Spirit of God, control your mind leads to life and peace. You want to have a peaceful life regardless of the pressure, regardless of the stress? Let Holy Spirit lead you. 
When we are saved, immediately Holy Spirit comes in. That means we are spirit-filled. Now, let's make sure we are spirit-led. Let's give permission to the Holy Spirit to lead our life. And then let's soak in the principles of God, in the Word of God, in the Word. Because that is what brings the blessing, the success, the advance. It, this is way, it's God's way of doing life. This is the instruction book. You got to read it. You got to study it in order to know it. If you don't know, you're going to perish just because you're ignorant. Not because you mean to be ignorant, you just didn't know. And the thing about not knowing is that you don't know what you need to know until you don't know. You just don't know. If you didn't know that the Bible says direct, teach your children the right path, you don't know. So then you think it's an option. It's an, you know, uh, you know, it's a suggestion. We know what to do to be healthy. We know what to eat. We know what not to eat. We just don't do it. But the more you and I are surrounded by people that are healthy, you start eating healthy. Pastor Scott is on a thing right now. I'm telling you, it's going to be a matter of time before I go back into that place called the gym. Because he's on a warpath, and there's nothing good in my house to eat. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing good in my house to eat. Because that's the benefit of being in the same in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? When you, with people that are acting right living by God's word, then it's just like a flow. It takes you. It, that current, it takes you. It's a good thing. Psalms 119 says, as pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. You find joy, contentment. There is safety in God's faithfulness. But you don't know about his faithfulness unless, unless you know. In order to know, you have to get in this. You got to get to know him. So without flexibility, we will snap. So we got to soak up. We got to soak up his presence. This passage of scripture is one of Pastor Scott and I's favorite, favorite scriptures because we've been through stuff in our life. We've been through stuff. We've been through stuff where we had to depend on God. We had, we've been through a lot of pressure. We had to layer up. We had to lighten up a lot of our load. We had to layer up on the front, the side, in every which way. We had to soak in God's presence because we wanted to become the masterpiece. We are, we, no one has arrived. That is what we want. Because the thing about that wood that you saw those pictures, they're unique. They're more valuable. That is so much more valuable than this wood. And this wood is going for a lot right now. We're not selling it. But this is going for a lot right now. But those things that you they're masterpieces. They're unique and valuable. That's what happens to you and I, to our life. When we soak in the presence and the word of God, we become unique. We become that masterpiece. We become valuable. But this is the scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because we can handle the pressure. Because greater is he that is in me than he, that pressure, that, that outside source that is coming to apply stress to my life. I want you to stand to your feet. 
I get it that today you feel like you're being pressed. I've been there. But I'm telling you, soak in his presence. Soak in his word and you will not be crushed. I know that you were confused and perplexed. But I'm telling you, you're getting his word. You will not be in despair. I know, I know what it is to feel like you're being hunted down, that everybody's coming at you. Everything is coming for you. You are on the, the only person on the devil's list, and the boss's list, on your kid's list, on every, everybody's list. Everybody's got the cops list. All the cops in Central Florida are coming for you. You are that. I know what it is to feel. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. That no one is for you. Have you ever felt that everybody is against you? That the whole world, that is contrary to this soak. I can't, my words will do nothing for you. I will try to encourage you. I will try to love you. But nothing will do for you what this will do for you. What God's presence will do for you. Because you will realize you are not abandoned. God is for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You will not be destroyed. So let's reflect today, this week, as you go through your week and you feel that pressure, that stress coming on you. I'm not going to tell you to pray your way because it's not going to go away. That preach is good, but that's not true. That's theologically incorrect. You can't pray it away. It's going to work for you. Make it work for you. That pressure is going to be your servant. Is going to be your stepping stool for the next season. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that your word is simple so we understand it. Father God, but it's so powerful. It is supernatural. It changes us from the inside out. Father, allow your word and your presence to change our mind, the way we think, to change our attitudes. God, we want to, we want to grow in every area. We want to grow in our faith. We want to grow emotionally. We want to handle life right. We want to grow in our marriage. We want to grow in our family, with our relationships, in our businesses, professionally, financially. God, that is the plan that you have for us. Father, when we follow you, you will give us the wisdom to know what weights to take off our back as we lighten our load. You will bring the right people in. You will order our steps to the right places where the right people are so we can layer up. And Father, as when we show up to soak, you're going to do your work. We thank you for it. Father, we thank you because we know you're going to do all of these things and so much more that we cannot even think or comprehend. We love you, God. We do. We want to trust you. We know that you are trustworthy. Help us. Right now, we are fired up. We know we got this. But tomorrow and on Wednesday, and then Friday when the phone rings and we don't like the news, help us remember that we can work it out because you already worked it out. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.